The following is a special sports presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. UltimateSportsTalk.com now presents Mount St. Joseph College Athletics. This Lions broadcast is brought to you by Barbarian Apparel. Contact us at barbariancustomers at gmail.com. Official investigators and security services. Call now at 844-263-3424. The Roar Store on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. LIT Wellness. Call us at 513-659-3017. Indeed and Indeed Flex. Coming to Cincinnati soon. Call 513-984-2274. Iron Sharpens Iron. Call today at 513-383-9773. The Wishbone Tavern. Call Nicole for your catering needs at 513-384-8607. And the Mount St. Joseph University. Mount St. Joseph University Sports is a presentation of UltimateSportsTalk.com. Now, let's go to the field for today's game. It is an absolutely beautiful day for softball in Salisbury, Maryland. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the NCAA Super Regionals here on UltimateSportsTalk.com. This one should be a good one here this afternoon as the Lions get set to take on the number four team in the country in the best two out of three series today and tomorrow against the Salisbury Seagulls. I'm Dave Mitchell alongside Chris Morris. The Lions come into this afternoon's mark with a record of 34 and 10 on the season. They came out of the New York Regional by beating Babson on Sunday afternoon in the final game of basically what turned out to be the best two out of three in that one by a final score of five to three. Meanwhile, Salisbury got here with a 39 and six record on the year and they beat Endicott in a two game set two to one and five to two last Sunday afternoon. Chris, this one is probably, and this is an understatement, the biggest game in the history of softball for Mount St. Joseph University. Yeah, Dave, you're exactly right. For the first time in school history, they're in the Super Regionals after winning the New York Regional last weekend. And this is, without a doubt, the best and the most important game in the softball history program. And they'll get to get a chance to go against one of the best in the country, number ranked four team in the country, Salisbury. You know, and the thing about it is, Chris, is that they couldn't have gotten here without winning the New York Regional behind Casey Kemp on that game last Sunday. She was absolutely outstanding in the finals. It was a kid that sat on a bucket for three weeks waiting for an opportunity, stayed in the bullpen, and when she got her chance that she shine in the bright lights. She really did. She came through big time for the Lions in that ball game. And the Lions ended up winning it by that final score of five to three. But every time she ran into a problem, Chris, she really got out of it. She had timely strikeouts. She trusted her defense behind her. They made great plays behind her. And offensively, she brought a lot of energy for us at the plate. And offensively, they were able to bring it together as a team and score plenty of runs for Casey Kemp. She did her job, and now we're in a Super Regionals best two out of three this weekend. Chris, this field here in Salisbury is an outstanding facility, but it is almost 
deja vu all over again because this is an identical field to what the Mount Softball Complex is in Cincinnati. It is the ice, the same field, same distance all the way around. It's got the turf outfield, dirt infield. The only difference is a little bit of the stands in the press box, but outside of that, on the playing field itself, it will be like playing for home for the Lions. Yeah, when you look at it, they've got the turf outfield, as you said, the dirt infield. Even the scoreboard is in the same area. The flagpole is basically in the same area. It's 190 feet down the lines, 210 out to dead center field. And it is just in gorgeous shape for this one here this afternoon, Chris. They have a beautiful setup right here in Salisbury, a beautiful campus. Had a chance to tour it yesterday, and uh, the team had a chance to practice out here yesterday. So they're getting through their warm-ups. Both teams are getting geared up for this Sweet 16 matchup. Salisbury has got a couple of juniors that are going to play a big part in this afternoon's ballgame. A.B. Meese and Lindsey Windsor. Windsor's going to be the starting pitcher, and Abby Mace is the center fielder. But Mace, 16 homers on the year, 49 RBIs. My opinion, Chris, 16 homers, you ought to have more than 49 RBIs, but she is the leadoff hitter, which tells me she's hit a lot of leadoff home runs. She is one of the best players in the country. She was ranked to the NFCA Top 25 players to watch just a couple weeks ago. She's a center fielder. She's an athlete. She's strong. She can do everything. She can play defense. She can hit it over the fence. She can steal bases. She is a threat at that leadoff position. She absolutely is, and that's going to be the key for the Lions in this two out of three series, and that is controlling Mace. And Mace talked to the press earlier this week about just what this team means to her. I think that last out, um, that is something, just is that special moment, um, the last out of the game to, to win a regional um, is big. And I think, like what you're saying, our team is clicking. Like we're finally becoming united, especially through these last couple weeks where things keep hitting us and it's one thing after another. And so I think just being able to um, be present in the moment and just take the next pitch, the next ball, the next opportunity that we get because it's only one opportunity that we're ever really given. And so I think our team is, is realizing that and we're coming together as a family and just being, really being one, one team and one body. And so I think that's something that was really special to, to be a part of this weekend, something that I'll take away for sure. It's interesting to look at what teams, other teams have played. And Chris, when you look at the schedule that Salisbury played this year, it included, number one, Christopher Newport. And Newport beat them in two games, in a two-game set, 4-2 to two and 10-6. to six. So it was a well-pitched game and then a slugfest. Yeah, Christopher Newport, obviously ranked number one in the country. And... Uh, Salisbury's had their fair chance at them, just unable to beat those guys. But Christopher Newport's picked to win the national title. They're the number one overall seed in this tournament. And they've got a tall task this weekend with Virginia Wesleyan. Yeah, Virginia Wesleyan is a perennial national championship contender, aren't they? Yeah, they won the last They won last year's national tournament. And uh, they'll try to make noise against Christopher Newport this week. The winners of these rounds will go to the Elite Eight in Salem, Virginia, starting next Thursday. And, Chris, we talked about this. The rankings, really, they're fun to look at during the year, but when you get down to the end of the season, they really don't mean anything. Salisbury's ranked fourth. The Mount is not ranked in the top 25, but as you went through the top 25 before today's game, only 12 teams 
that were ranked in the top 25 are left in this 62-team field. You're exactly right. The rankings only mean so much throughout the year. At the end of the day, you got the best 16 teams in the country, and you're going to get a shot to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the number four team in the country. Best two out of three right here this weekend on their home turf. And uh, you've got to be ready for this moment. Don't take it lightly. Enjoy it, but compete. And they, they are ready to go, Mount and Salisbury. When we come back to Maryland, we will bring you the batting orders and have the first pitch of this afternoon's ball game. We're in Maryland where it is absolutely gorgeous here this afternoon. It's the Mount and Salisbury in the Super Regionals. I'm Dave Mitchell with Chris Morris, and we'll be back after this. Your shipping manager left to find themselves, leaving you lost. You need to hire. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Indeed Instant Match instantly delivers quality candidates matching your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash hire. Now on the Mount St. Joseph campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, whether it's spirit wear, gifts, or snacks. But the Roar Store is more. They offer everything from notebooks to laundry detergent, even brake fluid and tire repair, plus a wide range of food and drink. And it's just a walk away. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar Store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Teaching is my calling, so when I needed to renew my license, I chose Mount St. Joseph University. The Mount offers the only program in the state of Ohio that allows you to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree. In less than two years, I combined the reading and gifted intervention specialist endorsements. Classes were convenient, fully online, and I received personal attention from my professors. The Mount helped me climb higher in my career. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Chris Morris, Dave Mitchell, right back here in Salisbury, Maryland. Chris, you've got a couple of outstanding pitchers going in this afternoon's ball game. It'll be Cam McCool for the Lions with a record of 19-5 and on the year and for Salisbury this afternoon. It's going to be Lindsey Windsor with a record of 16-1. and Yeah, Windsor won player, player of the year in the conference for Salisbury, and Cam McCool won player of the year. Or should have won Pitcher of the Year. She should got have. MVP of the tournament. She's proven to the last two weekends that she's one of the best in the region, and she'll get a chance today to show that she's one of the best in the country. Now keep in mind, this is a two out of three series. Game one is going to be played this afternoon. Game two will be played tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We'll have it for you here starting at 1240 on UltimateSportsDoc. And game three, if necessary, will be played at 3 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. The team flew into Baltimore on Wednesday night. We flew into Washington last night, got here, took a, about an hour and a half, two-hour drive to the hotel, and we're set to go for this afternoon's ballgame. Windsor, as we told you, a 16-1 and record. She is a junior. This is going to be her 19th start of the year, but she has made 26 appearances on the season, thrown 120 and one-third innings of pitching. She's completed 12 games, saved four. That's a real interesting stat that they would bring in their ace to come in and save some ball games. But she's really a co-ace because Savannah Sheets, who pitched them through the regional last weekend, has a record of 16-2. and two. So she's just one loss behind Windsor, and both of them are juniors. 
And as far as Windsor is concerned, in those 120-plus innings of pitching, she's given up 86 hits. Only 25 runs, Chris, 16 of them earned, 95 strikeouts, and walked 15. To me, she's got an average of five and a half strikeouts for every seven innings pitched. To me, that tells me that she does give up a lot of batted balls. Yeah, she's going to give up. She throws a lot in the strike zone, and she's going to trust her defense to make plays behind her. She doesn't strike out near as many as what we saw from O'Reilly at Babson last week in the regional. She doesn't walk a ton, though, either. Only 15 walks, and when you get a chance to score runs on her, you better do it because, as you mentioned, 25 runs but only 16 earned. And she's got a .93 ERA. She's given up four home runs this year. In comparison, Cam McCool this year has given up three home runs, but she has also pitched 39 more innings this year than Windsor has. Yeah, and Cam's going to be ready. She's been a, been with us all year long and given us an opportunity. And then obviously, as you mentioned, Casey Campbell is able to get it done for us in the regionals. But Cam, 177 strikeouts this year. She's already surpassed the single season record that she created last year, which was 170. She'll look to tack on a couple more strikeouts today. She'll look to keep it in the zone, keep changing the eye level, and then trust her defense behind her. Chris, the thing about it is, is that when you look at the situation here with Cam McCool. If she runs into trouble, I think after that performance that Kemp had on Sunday, the coaching staff, Beth Goderwitz and Dee Dee Morris and the rest of the coaches, are not going to be hesitant to bring her into the game. Yeah, Casey Kemp, we're not here without Casey Kemp. She's got 15 wins on the season. She's arguably got the best win in school program history, and we're going to trust both of our arms this weekend. we got to trust our bats, though, this weekend as well. Absolutely. The mound is going to be the visiting team on the scoreboard. They are in their blue, dark blue jerseys with white pinstripe pants and the dark blue numerals with gold trim and numerals. And for Salisbury, they are going to be in their home white tops with maroon bottoms and gold trim along the side. The wind out in right center field is blowing in here at Seagull Stadium, Salisbury Stadium, as the Lions a good contingent following this team into Maryland here this afternoon. Near Ocean Park, the girls took a trip near the ocean yesterday and enjoyed that. Did not go swimming, but they went and saw the ocean. Yeah, we got to go a chance to Ocean City, Maryland, go on the boardwalk. We ate some seafood. They did, I didn't, but uh, had a good day together and enjoyed the opportunity and, and enjoyed a little bit of sightseeing, and then obviously today it's time to take care of business. You telling me Red Lobster is not your favorite place? I will not eat seafood. I had chicken fingers for dinner, and I'll go on, on air saying that. The girls were making fun of me all night last night. Well, I, I eat seafood. Anything I see, I eat. So that, that just goes right out the window there. The Lions are being introduced. Let's take a look at the batting order this afternoon for the Lions as they are the visiting team on the scoreboard with a record of 39, with a record here this afternoon coming in of 34 and 10. They have won nine of their last 12. Allie Lang will lead it off. She'll be the left fielder hitting 393. 
Chelsea Stevenson is at second base, batting 307. Macy Cornelius will be at shortstop, hitting 436. Then comes Rachel Gabbard, the first baseman, batting cleanup at 362. Casey Kemp is going to start here this afternoon at the DP. She'll be batting fifth. Maddie Kennedy is in right field, hitting 344, batting sixth. Then comes the third baseman, Casey Fincham, hitting 344 also, batting seventh. Batting eighth is the most outstanding player of the New York Regional, B. Ivers. Ivers hitting 319. She'll be behind the plate, the junior. And Emily McDonald in center field will round out the batting order for the Lions. She is hitting 352 on the year. So it's Allie Lang, Kelsey Stevenson, and Macy Cornelius the top three. Rachel Gabbard, Casey Kemp, and Maddie Kennedy the middle three. Casey Fincham, B. Ivers, and Emily McDonald the bottom three. For Beth Goddard in her 21st year, 337 wins. And that 337th win, Chris, was probably the highlight of her coaching career. Yeah, there is no doubt this will be the best and most important game that she's coached in in her 21 years. First time in school history they were able to win the regional tournament last week, and now they get an opportunity at the Super Regionals and go to the national tournament next week in Salem, Virginia. They won against Genesio last week in the opening game on Friday. They won 7-5, then beat Babson on Saturday 3-1 to to move into the winner's bracket, then beat Babson in a two-game set. They lost the first one 4-2, but won the nightcap 5-3. Now, let's pause for our national anthem. Please rise with the hats for playing of our national anthem. to get this one underway. We'll have the opening pitch of the ball game after this. Peyton Children's cares about the health of your children. Hi, I'm Kirk Herbstreit. Growing up in Centerville, my parents taught me the importance of being healthy, and now I'm teaching my kids. Childhood obesity is on the rise, but there are small steps that we could take to fight it. Turn off video games and go outside, ride bikes, go to the park, or learn a new dance. Parents, once we get moving, our kids will follow. Yeah! Get moving! Dayton Children's, experts you trust, caring for the children you love. 
When I needed to renew my teaching license, Mount St. Joseph University offered the only program in Ohio that allowed me to combine two education endorsements to earn a graduate degree fully online. The Mount helped me climb higher. Begin your ascent at msj.edu slash Ohio. Chris, it's a windy day, but to the Mount's advantage, I think, the wind is blowing in from right field. Yeah, as you mentioned, Salisbury's hit 47 home runs. 33 of the 47 have come at home, so they're very good at this home park. They're 27-0. They like to swing the big bats here, and as you mentioned, the wind is coming in. We'll see if that plays a factor in today's ballgame. Yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. The Lions will be the visiting team on the scoreboard again, as we said. And we've got a change in the batting order now. The fifth and sixth place batters have been changed as we take a look at that. Luckily, we have not given you the batting orders as of yet. So we're getting set to get this one underway. As Melanie Wagner, right in front of us, she's going to be our guest in the bottom of the third inning, meeting up with the president of... Salisbury University right here in front of us. We are just about set to go. Allie Lang will lead it off. 53 hits. That's second on the team in hitting. She's got a batting average of 393 and she has been the catalyst for this offense all season long as when we get this one underway. When Allie Lang gets on, good things happen for this offense. Can number two get us started today? Infield in already. Windsor, number 10. On the mound, in at the corners, is Lednam and Reed. And the first pitch of the ballgame, tap foul down the third baseline. 87 degrees as of the first pitch. Cloudy skies overhead, but still no rain in sight. Hopefully for the rest of this day and tomorrow so we can get this three-game set in. Lang down in the count, 0-1 after fouling that pitch off. And that pitch bunted up the third baseline. Coming in and grabbing it as Ledlam for a first in time for the first out of the ballgame. Allie Lang attempts to put a bunt down the third base side, and the third baseman, Ledman, comes in. She was playing in already, and boy, did she show off that arm right there against a speedy Lang. One out for Salisbury. Kelsey Stevenson, right-handed batter, second baseman, hitting 307 on the year. Stands up close to the plate. We are high on the top rung of the bleachers here by the press box outside. Just a gorgeous day. And that pitch hits the outside corner for a strike. 0-1 oh, the count. Lednam is going to put the ball in play, trust her defense. She's going to try to keep it low in the zone. Windsor. We are just to the right of the home plate also. And that pitch is a called strike. Or was that a ball? That was a ball. ball. Said it was low. We are right smack dab in the middle of Salisbury fans and Mount fans. Mount to the right of us, Salisbury to the left of us. 1-1 pitch to the plate is low and outside. Nice stop by the catcher, Stockman. Kutita is out in left field. Mason center, Lemon in right. Lednam at third, Paoli at short. Galbraith at second, Reed at first. Told you Stockman behind the plate. And Windsor ready to deliver the 2-1 pitch to the plate. That pitch swung on, hit up it behind shortstop, coming over his mace into left center. Medium deep, grabs it for the second out of the inning. Windsor gets Stevenson to fly out to the center fielder, Abby Mace. She shows off the wheels. Just hung up in the air a little bit too long for Stevenson. It's the second out of the inning. And it brings up Macy Cornelius. Cornelius, the shortstop, hitting 436 on the year. 
51, or excuse me, 61 hits on the season. 27 RBIs, two down, and she takes that pitch at the belt for a strike. Well, this umpire, Chris, may hold the record now for most time in between calling it and signaling it. <laughs> Owen won the count. So I guess it is national. That pitch swung on and fouled back against the screen, and the bat came flying out of Cornelius's hands to the backstop, 0-2. Yeah, she's got one batting glove on, one batting glove off. Just slipped out of her hand, and luckily it didn't hit anybody as she gathers it, steps back in the box, down 0-2, two outs, top of the first. Needs a little more pine tar. Make a little sticky there on the handle. 0-2 the count, two down. Pitch, swung on and missed, got her in the changeup. Cornelius was way out in front, first strike out of the ball game. One, two, three, go the Lions here in the top of the first. Bottom of the first is coming up, and Salisbury coming to bat. Are you ready to focus on your health and well-being? Are you ready to create a culture where the values of health and wholeness are promoted and practiced? I'm Tanya fosnock Jolliffe, proud MSJ alum and the founder of LIT Wellness Solutions. My years of experience as a registered and licensed dietitian nutritionist have taught me that lasting health transformation requires focusing on all dimensions of well-being and not just physical health. Check us out at LITWellnessSolutions.com to learn more about how you can begin creating a culture of wellness for yourself, your family, and your business. Batting order this afternoon for the Salisbury Seagulls, Abby Meese will lead it off. She's the center fielder hitting 454, 16 homers, 49 RBIs as Dr. Williams comes marching into the stadium without the suit and tie here this afternoon. Lindsey Windsor will be batting second, the pitcher hitting 455, 7 homers, and 30 RBIs. Then comes Natalie Paoli, Paoli the shortstop, a junior hitting 372. Maddie Lednam will be the cleanup hitter, the third baseman hitting 353. Lauren Myers is the DP this afternoon, hitting 377, batting fifth. Megan Reed will be at first base, batting sixth, hitting 393 on the year. Carly Galbraith, the freshman, second baseman, hitting 313, batting seventh. Emily Stockman, another freshman behind the plate, hitting 270. And Mary Lemon will be at right field hitting 250 on the year. So it's Mace, Windsor, and Paoli, Ledman, Myers, and Reed, and Galbraith, Stockman, and Lemon for Lacey Lord in her second year as head coach, trying to go for her first Elite Eight berth since she became coach here. And the first pitch to Mace is outside from Cam McCool for a ball. We'll give you Cam's numbers here in a moment. And the pitch high and outside. Cam comes into the ball game. Went 2-1 and one in the tournament last week with a 1.32 ERA, 19-5 and five on the season. This is her 25th start in 159 innings of pitching. She has given up 39 runs, 30 of them earned, and that pitch is upstairs to Mace. And the count now 3-0. Oh. Cam falls behind 3-0 oh to Abby Mace. Don't want to walk her. She's got 20 stolen bases on the year. McCool has walked 48 on the year. Struck out 177 so far. The 3-0 oh pitch to Mace. Called strike at the belt. Mace taking all the way 3-1. Abby Mace, the leadoff hitter for Salisbury. All-American in the 2021 year. First team all-region last week. Looking to make a big impact in this series this weekend. 
one of the top players in the country. And the 3-1 pitch, outside ball four, she lost her. Dane McCool will walk the leadoff batter and put Abby Mace on. As we mentioned, Mace has 20 stolen bases on the year. Mace on at first base, and it brings up Lindsey Windsor, who is second on the team in homers with seven. Has 30 RBIs, batting 455. She actually leads the team in hitting with that 455 average. Right-handed batter, she's the pitcher today. Lions expecting a bunt playing in at the corners with Gabbard and Fincham. And the pitch, she's not showing bunt. That pitch is outside. And Cam so far has not been able to find the strike zone except for one pitch, 1-0. One Salisbury has 18 sacrifice hits on the year, 11 sacrifice flies. Paoli is on deck. And the pitch to the plate outside. There goes Mace, throw it down to second base. Got, got it at second. Great play by Elizabeth Ivers. Gets one of the best players in the country. Mace tries to go on the second pitch of the at-bat. Ivers throws a BB down to second. Cornelius, the shortstop's covering, and that's the first out, and that's a big out for the Lions. Huge out. Nice peg by B. Ivers down to second base to get Mace. One away in the inning, and that was a strike to Windsor. Bases are now empty, one down. Here in the first inning, bottom of the first. That pitch fouled straight back to the screen. Dave, that sets the whole tone for the entire weekend right now that Salisbury tries to steal with Mace. Ivers cuts her down for the first out. It helps the defense settle in, helps Cam settle in, and now it's game on. you got to love that quiet confidence that B. Ivers has behind the plate. One and two, the count to Windsor. And that pitch outside, two and two. Nice pitch by McCool. Tried to get Windsor outside. Ivers coming in, MVP of the New York Regional, playing at a high level, the junior catcher. Cam peering in for the sign, two and two the count, one down here in the bottom of the first, no score. And that pitch low and outside, nice backhanded stop by Ivers in the dirt, three and two. Windsor coming in, hitting 455. She's got 51 hits on the year. She does have seven home runs, second on the team. Boy, good crowd here this afternoon on a sunshiny Friday. Three and two. The wind and the pitch to the plate swung on, fouled straight back over our heads. I'm out of play. Chris ducked under the table to get out of the way of that one. Dave, we're going to have a shot to catch a foul ball this weekend where we're sitting. We're just right of home plate down the first base side, high up on so the bleachers. Too. I'm not diving over the fence for it, though. Three and two the count. And the pitch, called straight three over the outside corner. Dan McCool paints the outside corner and gets Windsor looking. First strike out of the afternoon and the second out for the Lions. And McCool is starting to settle in after the big throwdown from Ivers for the first out. Paoli hitting 372 is the third hitter in the lineup. Two down, nobody on. Here in the bottom of the first inning, Paola five homers and 39 ribbies, and the pitch to the plate, swung on, fly ball out into short center field, coming in, McDonald on the run, and there's an outstanding basket catch, diving right behind the outfield dirt, and that is the third out of the inning, great catch by McDonald as we end the first, both teams go one, two, three, we head to the second, we've got no score from Maryland. nursing leaders who serve their patients with the heart of a lion. Whether entering the nursing field, changing careers, or expanding your professional skills, innovative simulation labs and a variety of clinical sites prepare you to deliver exceptional patient care. With flexible undergraduate and graduate programs taught by highly credentialed faculty, the Mount will help you climb. Begin your ascent at MSG.
www.ohio.ca.mj.edu slash nursing. If you're looking for a pediatrician that will take time to listen with genuine concern and compassion, make an appointment with Mount St. Joseph alum, Dr. Libby Spees. Call 513-246-9900. Dr. Spees has been a part of the Cincinnati area all of her life and has experienced a lifelong affinity for working with children and helps them feel comfortable. She gets to know the patient, not just their medical charts, but their interests, hobbies, likes, and dislikes. So become a part of the Spees Medical family. Call today for an appointment. Dr. Libby Spees, 513-246-8900. Well, you cannot discount that play that the Lions caught Mays trying to steal in the top bottom half of the first inning, Chris. Yeah, if you want to try to get settled in with a young team in the Super Regionals, Elizabeth Ivers cuts down Mays still into second. Cam McCool gets her first strike out of the day, and then the freshman center fielder, Emily McDonald, puts a sports center top ten dive and catch to end the inning. And now it's game on as we go top of the second. Here we go. This, of course, the best two out of three. First base number 35, Rachel Gabbard. Rachel Gabbard will lead it off here in the top of the second inning. And then comes Casey Kemp and Maddie Kennedy. No score, Gabbard hitting 362 on the year. Three homers, 41 RBIs. Into the wind and the pitch swung on and fouled back against the screen near the on-deck circle on the first base side. Lions are in the first base dugout here this afternoon being the visiting team and Salisbury in their home dugout. They have won 53 consecutive games on this field. 53, dating all the way back to 2020. That pitch, called the ball inside. Salisbury 27-0 here at home this season. The Lions are trying to end another streak as they ended several last weekend in New York. Salisbury, of course, has a Outstanding national tradition in the NCAA. That pitch swung on a grounder to third. Ledlam near the bag. Strong throw across in time to get Gabbard one away. Gabbard grounds out to third to start the second inning. Ledman fields it cleanly, shows off the strong arm, throws it across the diamond, one out in the inning. Brings up Casey Kemp, and what a game she had in game two Sunday. She shined in the bright lights, both in the circle and at the plate. And the sophomore deliver today. Scored a huge run in that one, and that pitch is taken inside for a called strike right over the corner. Casey said, I had a chance to talk to her a little bit. She said, my team needed me the most, and I was ready for that moment, and she sure was. Yeah, Chris did an outstanding interview with her, and I apologize. For some reason, it didn't come off on the tape. That pitch is lined into left field. Base hit. Casey Kemp barrels up a ball. Single out to left field, and she gets us going once again, Dave. We saw this last weekend, and here she is again. Brings up Maddie Kennedy. Kennedy, the freshman, hitting 344 on the year, right fielder. Maddie, one of the pranksters on this team. Dave, the gap in left center field, the left fielder. Yeah, anything. Is down on the line on the left field side. Anything over the head of the shortstop Paoli is going to go all the way to the fence, and that pitch is a called strike. That is an unbelievably late call by the home plate umpire. I mean, come on. Had to sit up here and wait at least five seconds to see whether or not it was a strike. 0-1 the count. That pitch swung on and grounded to the shortstop Paoli. The second for one. The bounce and the throw to first, not in time. So Kennedy is on via the fielder's choice, but Kemp is shut down at second. 
Kennedy grounds out to the or grounds it to the shortstop Paoli. She looked to flip it. They get the force out at second, but unable to turn the double play. Kennedy at first, two outs for the Lions. I can tell right now why Windsor is so successful. Her ball moves a lot. She doesn't strike out a lot of people, but her ball has a lot of late break on it, Chris. Fincham pops it up near the press box to the left of us and off the facing of the press deck. Owen won the count. Yeah, Windsor's ball. She's going to keep it low in the zone. She will try to go upstairs with two strikes. She's going to trust her defense behind her to make the plays. D. Ivers is on deck. Outfield straight away. And the two-out pitch to the plate, high and outside. Count evens up at one ball, one strike. Casey Fincham hitting 344 on the year. She's got 42 hits, 13 doubles, one home run, and 22 RBIs. Kennedy at first, two outs. One and one. And the pitch to Fincham. Jammed, and she fouled it off on the first base side. Now the count goes one and two. This is game one of a best of three series, and unlike a best three out of five, the winner of game one really has a huge advantage. It really does, and it's gonna be 95 and sunny tomorrow. Hot all weekend long up here in Maryland. One and two, pitch swung on and missed. So Windsor, for the second straight inning, winds up the inning, striking out the final out. But in the inning for the Lions, no runs. They get one hit, and they leave one on. As we head to the bottom of the second, we've got no score here at Salisbury, Maryland. Well, we've got no scores. We head to the bottom of the second inning as this one moves rapidly along. Coming up for Salisbury is going to be Maddie Lednam, then Lauren Myers and Megan Reed, the middle three in the batting order. Told you, 87 degrees out here today. Wind blowing straight in from right field as we lead off this bottom of the second inning. Lednam hitting 353, fly ball over near the foul line, giving chase to Spencham and caught it near the fence for the first out. One pitch, one out, Ledman fouls out, up against the fence near the third base dugout. Casey Fincham does a good job of feeling the fence, sticking her big glove up for the first out of the inning. And that'll bring up Lauren Myers. One away, Myers hitting 377. She's the DP, stands way up in the front of the batter's box near the plate. And the pitch is outside for a ball, 1-0. Outfield playing straight away, but at medium depth. Myers has 52 hits on the year, 17 doubles. She's got some speed on the bases as she tries to hit the gaps. Now this team is an offensive team. There's no doubt about it. They average six and a half runs a game, and that pitch called strike at the belt. One and one to count. Salisbury did not win their conference tournament. They got in at an at-large bid. Hey, 
One ball, one strike. Kind of hard to keep the number four team out of the country out of the tournament. And that pitch missed the outside part of the plate. Two and one. Yeah, Salisbury 39 and six all year long. 27 and 0 at home. The Lions are looking to break all kinds of records and streaks this weekend. They won their first 11 games of the year. A 2-1, missed down low evidently, and the count now 3-1. Won their first 11, then went 2-2 two two on their next four, and then rattled off 17 straight. 3-1. And, and the pitch to the plate is lined into left center field, and that's going to go all the way to the wall past Sally Wang. Lang will grab it on the warning track and get it back into the cutoff man, Cornelius. But going into second base with a stand-up double is Lauren Myers. Talked about Myers. She barrels up a ball into left center field. She's a double machine. That's her 18th double of the year. And the Seagulls have a runner in scoring position, one out, bottom of the second. And that brings to the plate for Salisbury with one down in the inning. Megan Reed. Reed hitting 393 on the year, 10 RBIs. Right-handed batter again. One down, runner at second, and that pitch is a strike on the inside part of the plate. Caught it at the belt, 0-1. Dave, that's number six, Lauren Myers. Myers and Reed switched on the batting lineup. Ah, I wondered what that change was that they were talking about while I was giving the batting order, so this is Myers. And that pitch low and outside for a ball. Myers, let me repeat myself, hitting 377. They gave us the lineup and then switched it on us. And that pitch catches the outside corner. And the count now one and two. Myers, right-handed batter with a runner at second base. The wind and the pitch to the plate is high, two and two. Myers does have 33 RBIs on the year. Reed is at second. She does not have a stolen base on the year. Reed getting on the bag. And the 2-2 delivery swung on and lined down the right to the line fair. Back coming over to get it is Maddie Kennedy, but coming home to score on the play will be Megan Reed, and it's 1-0 Salisbury. Salisbury takes the lead, 1-0, off a double off the bat of Myers. So Reed and Myers go back-to-back -back doubles, and the Seagulls have taken a lead and still have a runner in scoring position in, Reed, in Myers. And it brings up Carly Galbraith, and I believe we're going to have a pinch runner out at second base as Lacey Lord. Told you she's in her second year as head coach here at Salisbury. Came over from Washington University. She graduated from Salisbury. This offense now coming into run for Salisbury at second base is going to be Francesca Kutida. Kutita is the left fielder, so she is coming in to run at second base. And she comes in with five stolen bases on the year. Galbraith hitting 313, one down in the inning. 
Kutita with a lot of speed at second base. And the pitch swung on, pops straight back here. Hit the post and stays in play. 0-1 the count. Lions defense and make some plays behind McCool as the Seagulls do have a runner at second with only one out. Want to try to keep this to a one-run game. 0-1-1. one nothing. Salisbury is broken through here in the second. That pitch is down low. And the count 2 and out. Check out 1-1. One and one. one ball, one strike, one out. McCool into the line with Katita at second. And the pitch swung on and hits foul and out of play down the left field side into the trees near the fence. And the count to Galbraith now is one and two. Stockman, the freshman catcher, is on deck. Galbraith also a freshman. They start two freshmen. And that pitch outside. And the count evens up at two and two. Salisbury goes back-to-back -back doubles in this inning. Was able to put the first run on the in the board. One nothing, Seagulls. Kutita at second. And the 2-2 one-out pitch. Swung on, popped up on the infield. Coming over is B. Ivers high. And she grabs it easily. That is a tough catch in this kind of weather. But Ivers made it look easy, and there's two down. Big out. Cam McCool was able to get the batter to pop up behind home plate. Ivers calls everybody off, gets the helmet out of the way. Two outs for McCool in this defense. And it brings up Stockman, still with a runner at second. Two outs in Kutita. Salisbury up one to nothing, and that pitch swung on fly ball, and it's going to be hit over the third base side and out of play. Over the dugout. 0-1, Lemon is on deck. Stockman came in, hitting 270 on the year. She's got 17 hits, seven doubles, two home runs, and 13 RBIs. Right-handed batter stands up close to home plate and in the front of the batter's box. And the 0-1 pitch to the freshman. Swung on in this camp, changed speeds on her, 0-2. Nice job, I'm cool now up 0-2. Gotta be careful here. 0-2 the count. Two down here in the inning. And the payoff pitch swung on. Popped over the head going back. Cordelia Stevens out chasing. Quick catch on the foul line. That is reminiscent of Tucker a year ago as she caught it right on the foul line, backhanding it to the third out of the inning. That saves the run, Dave. The freshman shortstop makes a diving catch on the left field line behind the third base bag, takes away a run, ends the inning, and gets that Lions dugout up on that play. Great job by the shortstop on the diving catch. Two Sports Center top ten catches by McDonald and Chris Cornelius at short. We have stayed away from <laughs> comparing her to Tucker, but that was an exactly like play that Tucker had in the regionals last year over a Milliken. Identical play. She went and got it. It looked like it was going to be a base hit off the bat down the left field line. And Macy Cornelius comes out of nowhere and snags that diving catch to end the inning. That is a huge out for the Lions as we go to the third. And as we go to the third, it is one nothing, Salisbury on top of it.
Use the Wishbone Tavern's party room, capable of holding up to 60 people. Contact Nicole for a reservation. With a menu full of fresh ingredients, hand-breaded appetizers, and a relaxed family-type atmosphere, your good time will begin when you walk in the door. The Wishbone Tavern in the Delhi Plaza, a proud member of the community. Open Monday through Friday at 11, Saturday at 11. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris, right back here in Salisbury, Maryland. Lions down, heading to the top of the third, one to nothing, and B. Ivers, then Emily McDonald, and Allie Lang come up for the mount. And the pitch from Windsor is down too low and inside for a ball, 1-0. Ivers steps in the box, was the MVP of the New York Regional. She's hitting 319, 36 on the year, two or 10 doubles, one triple, and three home runs. Ivers, right-handed batter, swings, and Ooh. that went right off the umpire's mask. Going to give him a second to shake that off. As yeah. Coach Goderwitz and Coach Morris are coming to kind of give him a second, check on him. He gives a thumbs up that he's okay to both of them. That one wasn't even foul tip. That was just a pitch that the catcher Stockman couldn't catch up with, and it went right off the face mask of the umpire. <laughs> one ball, one strike. Ivers, right-handed batter, swung on, popped up on the infield, coming in as Ledlam, the third baseman, near the foul line between home and third, has it for out number one. Windsor gets Ivers to pop up to the third base side, and as you said, Ledman calls everybody off and gets the first out of the inning for Salisbury. Emily McDonald now steps up to the plate, right-handed freshman, the center fielder, hitting 352 on the year. McDonald has started a lot of rallies for the Lions, and she hits a base hit out into right field, and it goes by the right fielder, and McDonald is going to go all the way to second. She's going to go to third as it rolls for the warning track, and she'll go into third standing. Emily McDonald does it again for the Lions. She did it at the New York Regional. She comes up to the plate, first pitch swinging, hits a single out to right field, but the right fielder, Lemon, Sticks her glove out, it bounces off the turf and goes around her all the way to the fence. McDonald the third, one out in the inning with the leadoff. Allie Lang coming to the plate, and Emily McDonald does it again. They're going to give her a single and an error, two base error, and coming in in the infield for Salisbury. This is a surprise move this early in the ball game here in the top of the third. They know every run matters in this game. One and two hitters for the Lions coming up. Lang. Is 0 for 1, and that pitch is outside for a ball. Want to know the count? Allie Lang right here. You're looking to put the ball in play, have a productive out, maybe a base hit. As you mentioned, the infield is in. Outfield is at middle dip. Want to know the count in a 1 nothing game? That pitch swung on and lined right at the third baseman, Ledlam, who grabbed it and getting back in a hurry was McDonald for the second out. She is tough at third base, Dave. She's made several plays. That ball was hit on the screws off of Valley Lang's bat down the third base side, and the third baseman, Ledman, gets it. Heads up play by McDonald to get back to third. Two outs, McDonald 60 feet away. Stevenson, again, we get back to these two out RBIs that the Lions need in these tournament games. Two outs, and the pitch is taken for a strike. Kelsey Stevenson coming in, hitting 307. She's got 42 hits, seven doubles, 27 RBIs. Emily McDonald is 60 feet away, two outs. 0-1 the count. And the pitch is a strike over the outside part of the plate, 0-2. Windsor comes in, she goes out. She's now up 0-2 on Stevenson. Stevenson's going to have to battle at the plate. 
McDonald at third, the tying run. Two outs here in the top of the third, one nothing. Stevenson down in the count, 0-2. Winds are taking a lot of time. Now the pitch swung on and foul tip to stay alive right behind home plate. Kelsey Stevenson has nine hits coming in on this, this ball game in the postseason for the Lions. Leads the Lions in hits in the postseason. And the second baseman from Mooresville High School deliver right here. 0-2 the count. Windsor checking the sign. And the pitch swung on and grounded to Ludlam. A third went to her knees to get it. Throw across in time. So the Lions threaten, but they cannot score on the single and a two-base error here in the top of the third inning. As we head to the bottom of the third, it is Salisbury one and the Mount nothing. Megan Wagner, Melanie Wagner, the athletic director of the Mount, will be joining us here in the next inning. Maddie Lemon will lead it off for Salisbury here. They lead it one to nothing. Joining us now is the athletic director, Melanie Wagner of Mount St. Joseph University. Melanie, good to see you here today. Boy, this is a nice game, isn't it? Uh, it's a great game. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, and talk a little bit about the success of this softball program and just what it means to the rest of the athletic teams. Oh, wow, that's a great question. For them to be going to their first Super Regional is just incredible. They've been building for years, getting better and better, and they're right where they belong, and I'm excited for them, and it's exactly where our, our athletic program is going, just building every year and getting better. Lemon pops out to shortstop, so there's one out in the inning that brings up the always dangerous Abby Mace. Of course, she got on in the, la in the first inning, tried to steal second, but B. Ivers put a nice throw down to second base to get her there. Man, she sure did. That was awesome. How's things going in the athletic department right now? Absolutely great. We've got softball at Super Regionals. We had our first national champion. We're just getting it done. Yeah, Cornell, boy, what a season for him as that pitch is taken for a strike. Absolutely. He finished off the year. I mean, I'd like to say he'd be a three-time national championship champion if we didn't have COVID. It's going to be fun to see him on the football field again, isn't it? It sure is. And then on the wrestling mat again. Yeah, again. I keep talking about him and McKenzie in the backfield. Absolutely. They're going to be a nightmare. You're not getting much much time off here over the summer, are you? I mean, this thing is taking you in deep into your summer vacation. Uh, I'd rather have this than laying on the beach somewhere. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> one and one to count now to Mace. With one out here on just a beautiful day. And that pitch low and outside, two and one. I don't want to ask you anything about the basketball program except for the girls basketball program. And I'm only going to ask you this, how are the applicants that you're receiving? It's a perfect timing. I spent my morning talking to some people on the phone, so we will go back next week, get together with my associate AD, and figure out who we're going to bring on campus, and we're moving. We're moving along. 
That's good. I mean, it, it's it's good to hear that. There's a pop-up behind home plate. B. Ivers with the mask on has it. Boy, two nice catches by B. Ivers in this ballgame, Chris. Yeah, and that's twice now where you're keeping Abby Mace off the bases. Obviously, cut her down still into second. That time you get her to pop up behind the plate. She's one of the best in the country. To keep her in that dugout and not on the bases is a good thing for the Lions. Melanie, what would your job really be during the next couple of months had it not been for the basketball program? Well, we're hiring a couple of different positions, so usually it's rehiring what we need to, making sure we're ready for the fall and we get come back in, making sure we have physical set up, that the teams are all ready to go. Um, a lot of paperwork, a lot of paperwork, and as much as we can get done eligibility-wise prior to August. When you get a team that goes this far in the NCAA, talk a little bit about what this entails for you. Honestly, it's kind of easy for me. I just kind of come along for the ride. <laughs> I don't do much else. I come to Maryland and eat crabs and uh, enjoy my time with the, with the team and the coaches. Yeah, I saw that, that huge <laughs> crab dish that you guys had the other night. What was that thing? Well, I'm from Maryland, so steamed crabs. I had to have them while I was here. There's a fly ball down the left field line, but it's going to curl foul. I told you I was going to ask you this question a long time ago, but you played with Don Staley. And the, the head coach at South Carolina won national championship this year in women's basketball. What was she like when you played with her? You know what is funny is as, as outgoing as she is now and, and as well, you know, outspoken, I should say, she was so super quiet in college, especially our freshman and sophomore year, but by hands down one of the best people I've ever met. She's true to her word, she's a great friend, she's she's deserves everything she's gotten. Just how good a basketball player was she? Oh well, you know, I was a pretty good one and I know in the pain I knew a pass was coming, I'd be watching for the pass to come and then a pass would hit me in the stomach because I didn't know where it came from. <laughs> so she was incredible. And she is just as good a coach, isn't she? Absolutely. She's able to communicate things as now walking is Windsor and that brings up Paoli but it just seems to me watching her she's able to communicate whatever she wants to her players absolutely she's she's just fantastic and, and I don't know even know what to say to her she's honestly one of the best people I ever met now coming up to the plate is going to be Paoli after that walk that is the second walk given up here this afternoon by Cam McCool two down here in the inning it's one to nothing Salisbury on top of it, and Paoli takes that first pitch upstairs for a ball, 1-0 the count. What other type of things would you be doing during the summer, Melanie, to, to prepare for, let's say, the football and the, the soccer programs coming in in the fall? We take a lot of time in the, in the summer as well just to clean out some old stuff that's been around. I know it sounds not glamorous, but it's stuff that needs to get done. We're looking at some rebranding stuff around campus right now, specifically for athletics, so we're in the middle of doing that and having meetings with each of the each of the different, we have one side of campus kind of for outdoor sports and one side for indoor sports and meeting about what needs to happen and what we need to get done for those programs. And so it, it's honestly, it's mostly planning and getting ready for the, for the year coming up. Swing and a miss by Paoli to count one and two. The Lion out in front of the new Centennial yes. Fieldhouse. What an, what an addition. That was great. How did that come about? You know, the statue, we've been talking about that for a long time. And for those who don't know, it is this eight-foot giant bronze statue. It's incredible. Um, we've been talking about it for a long time. Actually, had to be a, a chance to be a part of the progress of it being built this year, watching it being built. There's a great and another throw. Windsor was trying to steal second, and B. Ivers throws her out. Going to second, and that'll end the inning. We're going to keep it right here and finish it up with 
with Melanie Wagner. But if I understood correctly, Melanie, as we head into the fourth inning, it's still one to nothing Salisbury. If I understood correctly, the same person that did the lion is the same person that that did the Pete Rose and the Joe Morgan statues out in front of Great American Ballpark. Is that the case? That is absolutely the case. His name is Tom something, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. That's why I'm not <laughs> saying it. Um, but he just was incredible to work with, and it, the research that he put into just the area to develop the rock even that the lion stands on is incredible. Um, he, what a great artist and, and a, a great guy to, to kind of represent what we're trying to get done. And he, he made a, a fierce lion that was also welcoming, and he really put a ton of thought into building that statue. It is great. Melanie, thanks for joining us here. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate you. Melanie Wagner, the athletic director of Mount St. Joseph University. But in that inning, being cut down at second base, second runner cut down at second base in this ballgame, Chris. Ivers is tough behind the plate. We've talked about it all year long. She makes the play. She's a leader behind the plate, and today she's thrown out two runners. And she brought a lot of life to that into that first base dugout as everybody came flying out of that dugout to let her know how good of a job she's done today. Lions offense got to continue to battle, continue to have quality at bats, try to get a couple base runners here on Windsor, and try to tie this thing up one nothing as we head to the top of the fourth. Always good to see some of the administration come down and support the athletic programs like Melanie does. I know it's her job, but she's got to go back today and do some interviewing for that basketball job tomorrow. Yeah, and she got a chance to hang out with the girls yesterday at Ocean City, Maryland. And it just speaks to the volumes of a family atmosphere here at the Mount where you've got your athletic director that hangs out with you for the entire day, eats seafood for you, and then obviously she's up here cheering for us. Presidents in the stands, so really good showing for Mount St. Joseph University. Well, Macy Cornelius is going to lead it off down one nothing. Then comes Rachel Gabbard and Casey Kemp. The three, four, and five hitters for them out. We're in the top of the fourth, and Windsor has given up two base hits. And that pitch is a strike over the inside corner to Cornelius, 0-1. Macy Cornelius coming in, winning freshman of the year in the HCAC Conference. Made a spectacular sports center play just a couple innings ago to take away a base hit and a run for Salisbury. Both of these teams have got a lot of award winners. The 0-1, bunted right out in front of the plate. Coming in is Ledlam, throw to first base is in time. She was juggling it, but the first base umpire says no, she caught the ball cleanly. Boy, obviously she was juggling it. Yeah, nice job. Cornelius tries to put a bunt down the third base line, and Ledman, the third baseman for Salisbury, is a real player, Dave. She's made a ton of defensive plays. Bang, bang at first. Looked like the second baseman was bobbling it. We didn't get the call, one out in the inning. And it brings up Rachel Gabbard. Gabbard, check swing, watches it go over the heart of the plate, 0-1. Windsor starts her off with a changeup. Haven't seen a lot of that so far. Sheets is warming up in the bullpen right now for Salisbury. One to nothing to score. That pitch, another check swing, but it stayed above the letters, one and one the count. Rachel has five hits, one run, three RBIs in this postseason run. Second team, all HCAC. We're in the fourth inning, top of the fourth. And the 1-1, one, one, and that's a strike on the outside corner. One and two. Windsor keeping it low in the zone. Coach Goderwitz does not agree with that call. That was low, Dave. One and two. One away. Gabbard, right-handed batter. Pitch to the plate outside. Tried to entice her, but Gabbard held off of a two and two. Gabbard coming in, 47 hits. She does have three home runs. 
We talked about it, only 190 down the lines. Wind blowing straight in from right field. Windsor shakes off a sign and then hits her right thigh three times to change the sign and that pitch swung on and missed. Windsor gets Gabbert swinging for the second out of the inning. That's going to be her third strike out of the afternoon. Two down brings up Casey Kemp, who's single to left field and was cut down at second on a fielder's choice her first time up. Two away. Kemp, the DP here this afternoon. Kennedy on deck if she can keep it alive. Into the wind and the pitch. Called strike. Casey Kemp coming in, hitting 258. She's scored four runs. She has eight hits, one double, and four RBIs. Oh, and one the count to Casey. Boy, winds are really pounding the strike zone right now. And there's another strike, 0-2 oh over the outside part of the plate. Keeping everything low. Coach Morris and Coach Godowitz both coming in and saying a couple things to the home plate umpire. And the hitter, Kemp, 0-2 count, two outs, top of the fourth, one nothing. Salisbury. And the pitch to the plate, outside. Count now one and two. Two down. Windsor again. Pounds her hip three times. That pitch swung on and fisted to second. Coming in Galbraith, quick throw to first, and the Lions go one, two, three again here in this fourth inning of play. They have been retired seven in a row as we head to the bottom of the fourth. It's still Salisbury one, the Lions nothing on ultimatesportstalk.com. Mitchell and Chris Morris right back here in Salisbury, Maryland. It is one to nothing. Salisbury coming up in the bottom of the fourth, and they'll lead it off with Paoli, the shortstop, who squares the bunt, pulls the bat back, and then takes it high. Paoli slide to center her first time up, and she was at the plate to end the last inning when the Lions cut Windsor down trying to steal second. And that pitch is grounded to third. Foul ball. Nice play on a backhanded play by Fincham, but the ball just to the left side of third. One and one. Paola, the shortstop. She was a first-team all-region. She comes in with 51 hits. She was also named first-team all-conference. Really nice player. Oh, and we started this afternoon. It was 87 degrees. It's creeped up to 88. One-one. Hangs outside. Two and one. 
So far, only four hits in the game. One run off back-to-back -back doubles from Salisbury in the bottom of the second. Paoli came in hitting 372, the number three hitter. And that pitch low and outside. And the count now goes to three balls and one strike. Paoli has five home runs on the year. Right-handed batter, Paoli. Long, lanky. As the sun peaks behind the clouds now. And the 3-1 caught the corner. And the count now goes full three and two. Nice pitch by Cam McCool. 3-1 count, paints the outside. Now full count. Outfield straightaway, medium depth for the number three hitter on the Seagulls lineup. McCool peers in. And the pitch swung on and grounded past the on-deck circle off the facing of the dugout. Bounces to the head coach, Lacey Lord. And the count remains three and two. Cam McCool was named second team All-Region last week. She was first team last year, second team this year. Three and two. And the payoff pitch to the plate. Swung on fly ball into left center field going over McDonald on the run. Makes a backhanded diving catch in left center field. Emily McDonald is showing off the leather in center field. The Lions are going to stand up, give her an ovation after a diving catch in left center field. McDonald has two. Cornelius with one diving catch. You can find three or four top 20, top 10 plays on SportsCenter tonight after the Lions defense so far today. Chris, I looked out into that left center field area and I thought, boy, that's a big gap out there right before that pitch and bang. And But McDonald covered the territory, one away, and it brings to the plate. Ledlam, Ledlam takes a strike. She fouled out to third. We've talked about how special Emily McDonald's been in center field all year long. She's showing off the wheels. She's flashing the leather, and the freshman from Indianapolis is making some big-time plays. 0-1, 1 down. And that pitch is high and inside, Ledlam. Boy, talk about Ledlam. She has played outstanding at third base today for the goal. She has been tough defensively for them. Outstanding at third base. One and one the count. Reed is on deck. And the pitch to Ludlam. Swung on and fouled back over the screen into the stands. And the count now goes to one and two. Want to thank everyone here, including the SID, Cyril Parnum, for making us feel so at home to bring you this game. The one-two swung on. Fly ball down the left field side. Allie Lang is going to give chase, but it will go into the netting of the bullpen, and the count remains one and two. Not a lot of foul territory down the lines. As the field goes down the line, it kind of gets narrower and narrower. So some of the plays that Lang were able to make in New York, unable to do so in Maryland because it's tight down the line in the outfield. Well, boy, do you have a lot of room in between the foul lines and the facing of the dugout. One, two, that pitch just off the corner. Cam thought she had that one. She's jumping up and down in the circle. Now 2-2 two, two count, one out. A lot of room behind home plate as well. Two and two. One down here in the bottom of the fourth. And the pitch to the plate swung on, hit into left center field. Coming in McDonald, she's going to have to play that one on the bottom. So it's a base hit for Ledlam to left center field. Nice A.B. by Ledman was able to put a barrel on it. Just a little bloop out to center field. No way Cornelius, the shortstop, or the center fielder McDonald could come away with it. And the Seagulls have a base runner with one out, bottom of the fourth. Megan Reed steps up to the plate. 
check it. That, well, this uh, this is it's Lauren Myers. Yeah, they flipped. They flipped them. So Myers is going to be the hitter. That pitch, check swing, but called strike. Letting them at first. She has four stolen bases on the year. Ivers has thrown out two so far, trying to steal on her. And the 0-1 pitch to the plate. Swung on, fly ball, left center field again. Going over though is McDonald. Draws a beat on it. And has the second out of the inning. McCool gets Reed to fly out to the center fielder, McDonald, for the second out of the inning. Seagulls still have Ledman at first. And it brings up Lauren Myers, the sophomore, first baseman. Had a single to right field, double to right field, excuse me, her first time up. She's one for one. Two down here in the bottom of the fourth inning. Lions down on the scoreboard, one to nothing. And McCool's pitch to the plate. Strike right down Broadway, 0-1. Lednam is getting a big lead off first base down there. Ivers continues to check her. Galbraith is on deck. Myers, 52 hits, 18 doubles on the year. She's got the lone RBI in today's ball game. Wind blowing out towards left field now. And the 0-1 swung on a grounded foul pass. Lord at third base, and it'll go all the way down into the corner. Allie Lang will chase it down. And the count now goes to 0-2. Still at first base is Ludlam. Ludlam 17 on the back of her white jersey, maroon numerals. Two down. Into the wind is McCool and the pitch outside. One and two now the count. To Myers. Myers is a junior from Maryland. A lot of kids on this team from Maryland, Delaware. One and two. And the pitch swung on and grounded to short. Coming in the shortstop. Cornelius throws across in time and that will do it here in the inning for Salisbury. In the inning, they get one hit, one left on, no runs, no errors. As we head to the fifth, it is still Salisbury 1 and the Mount Nothing on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Maddie Kennedy will lead it off for the Lions here in the top of the fifth inning. Your line score, Salisbury one run on three hits, one error. And for Mount St. Joseph, they've got no runs on two hits and no errors so far in the ballgame. Talked about it was going to be a pitcher's duel. Talked about how it's going to be hard to get base runners. It's hard to going to score runs. We've only had five hits in the game, one run. We're going to the top of the fifth. Both of these pitchers are doing what advertised they were. Really outstanding job, both defensively as well. 
Salisbury defensively throughout the year has committed 42 errors. They've got a 966 fielding percentage. But they are the ones that committed the one error in this ball game, and that was out in right field by Lemon. Coming up, Maddie Kennedy reached on a fielder's choice her first time, right-handed batter. And the pitch is a strike on the inside corner. Maddie had to back away from that. It was called on the inside corner. This is a kid that's taken advantage of an opportunity when given one, number four in blue. Oh, and one the count stands in the middle of the batter's box. And the 0-1 swung on a grounder to first, right at the first baseman, Reed, who steps on the bag for the first out of the inning. Quick out for the Seagulls. Kennedy grounds out to first. There's one out in the inning. A lot of weak outs in this game so far for the Lions, Chris. Yeah, she's just doing a good job. A lot of ground outs as well, just trusting that defense behind her. Casey Fincham comes to the plate, 0 for 1 in the ballgame. 1-0 Salisbury, we're in the fifth. Pitch swung on and tapped to the second baseman, going back on the outfield grass is Galbraith for the second out of the inning. Fincham goes up there swinging at the first pitch, flies out to the second baseman, and just a couple pitches in, now two outs, quick inning for Windsor. Can Ivers get something going for this offense here in the top of the fifth? Isers. Ivers, excuse me, popped out to third her first time up. Two down in the inning. McDonald is on deck. And the pitch swung on, fouled out of play. Boy, it'd be nice to see B get a hold of one. Ivers is due right now to put one. She put one up off the fence in New York. She had a great weekend behind the plate and offensively. She was named the MVP. She's been outstanding today behind the plate. Can she do with one swing of the bat right now? The air is heavy here today though, and the wind blowing straight in. Swung on and blooped into left field, coming in the left fielder on the run. Kutita, and she's got it for the third out of the inning. Nice play by Kutita. One, two, three inning for the Lions. They have gone downtown 10 in a row as we head to the bottom of the fifth. It's still Salisbury one, the Lions nothing on ultimatesportstalk.com. Carly Galbraith will lead it off now for Salisbury here in the bottom of the fifth inning. 1-0, the Gulls on top of it. Galbraith fouled out to the catcher her first time up. Big moment of this game right here. They go 7-8-9. The Lions will go 9-1-2 in the top half of the sixth. So can McCool have a quick inning, keep it to one run, and can the Lions get something going offensively? Only three strikeouts for Windsor, but the defense has made some plays behind her today. Galbraith, Stockman, and then Lemon. We're in the bottom of the fifth, and the first pitch of the inning. Swung on, popped up on the infield, going over in the third base coach's box in foul territory. 
is Fincham for the first out of the inning, and Lacey Lord standing in that third base coach's box just shakes her head in disbelief. So one pitch, one out, foul territory. Fincham, the third baseman, gathers it. One out for McCool, bottom of the fifth. One nothing, Salisbury. Now, Chris, time to change pencils. One out, pitch to Stockman is taken for a strike on one. Cam so far. One earned run, one strikeout, two walks. She's up over 60 pitches. I like to change pencils when I think it's time for an offensive explosion by the Lions. The 0-1, strike two over the outside part of the plate, 0-2. Cam's velocity looks a little different today than it was obviously last weekend. She threw a lot in that heat, but today she's fresh and the senior trying to keep this a one-run game in the fifth. Yeah, that week off really helped Cam. 0-2, and, and the pitch hot. 1-2. and two. Haley Johnson is getting loose in the Lions' bullpen down the first base side. She came in and threw some big innings in the loss in the first game last Sunday, which yeah. allowed us to not have to put Casey Kemp in and be ready to go for game two. She was outstanding in that first game against Babson. Now a hit down the right field side. Rachel Gabbard giving chase, but it will fall foul just past her outstretched glove. Nice and the count stays one and two. Gabbard and Stevenson both down that right field line, tried to throw a glove out there, but it just landed just shy of their glove. One, two count, one out for McCool. Wind really picking up, blowing out towards left field now. And the one, two pitch is caught. Strike three over the inside corner. That's Stockman looking. And McCool gets Stockman looking for their second strike out of the afternoon, the second out here in the fifth. McCool's looking for an inning right here to keep this a one-run game. Two away, brings up Lemon. Lemon popped out to short. To lead off the third inning. And there's a strike right down Broadway. Lemon hitting 250 on the year. She's got eight hits on the year, one double and two RBIs. The leadoff hitter, Mace, is on deck. Important out here for McCool. Two down in the inning. All one the count to Lemon. Top of the order is next. And that pitch outside. One and one. Game two tomorrow. That'll be at one o'clock. We'll be on the air at 1240. And if necessary, game three right afterwards. One and one the count. And the pitch swung on, popped up on the infield. Coming over Stevenson, now in toward the mound and has it for the third out of the inning. So the Lions hanging right there. They are down by one. It's one nothing Salisbury as we head to the sixth on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Dave Mitchell, Chris Morris, right back here at Salisbury, Maryland on a bright, sunshiny Friday afternoon. Well, you can't ask for any better can you? weather today, can you, Chris? It's been a good day, great facility, great crowd out here on a Friday afternoon, and been a really good game so far, one nothing as we go into the top of the sixth. A lot of defensive plays. 
Back-to-back -back doubles is how Salisbury scored the one run. Pitching's been good, but if you're the Lions, you're right where you want to be going into the sixth. You're only down one run. you got 9-1-2 coming to the plate. Can the offense get something going here? Windsor does not look. She's one of those pitchers that when you look at them, they don't look that impressive but they just get out. Yeah, she's just effective. She doesn't have a ton of strikeouts. Her ERA is really good, but she's got a really good defense behind her, and we've seen it so far today. So Emily McDonald will lead it off. McDonald had a base hit, and then went to third on the air. So she will lead it off. She's one for one in the ball game. Lions are down by a run. They've got six outs left. Allie Lang is on deck. And the pitch swung on and fisted to second. Coming in is Galbraith and flips it to first. One away. So one pitch, one out for the Seagulls. Lions ground out to second base. That was a pitch up in on her hands. Now they'll bring the leadoff hitter, Lang, to the plate. Lang is 0 for 2, but it's been a loud 0 for 2. Nice play by the third baseman and a nice play by the third baseman again. 0 for 2 and takes that down low for a ball. Good things happen when Allie Lang gets on base. Can number 2 get a little rally going here in the top of the 6 for the Lions? Allie stands up close to the plate. Again, Windsor. Boy, she is not liking the calls from the dugout here today and has taken the opportunity to make her own pitch count. And that pitch is inside 2-0. and 0. Allie Lang hitting 393 on the year. She's got 53 hits, 3 triples. Been outstanding in left field, the junior. Windsor gets the sign, and then if she doesn't like it, she taps her hip to give the change on her own, and that pitch hit the outside corner, two and one. Dave, that's a generous call right there on that outside corner. That should be 3-0, now it's 2-1. Yeah, I agree with you. Two and one the count. Into the line, that pitch caught the outside corner again. Same spot, two and two. Got to credit Windsor. She's going to get that call. She's going to go right back to it. Two-two count to Lang. One out, top of the six. One nothing, Salisbury. Windsor on the back part of the circle now steps up to the rubber, slaps her hip one time this time, and that pitch swung on and grounded to short. Coming in is Paoli. Throw to first in time. Nice job by Paoli to get the speedy lane. She grounds out to the shortstop. Paoli had to come in and get it, fielded it cleanly, fired it over to first for the second out of the inning. That's 10 in a row that Windsor has retired. Two away and it brings up Stevenson. Three homers, 27 RBIs on the year for the freshman second baseman. And that pitch is down a little low for a ball. 1-0. Stevenson has been playing at a high level in postseason. Nine hits, one run, one double, two RBIs, and three sacrifice hits. 1-0 the count. Two down, and that pitch caught the corner on the outside part. 1-1. Windsor does a nice job of keeping it low in the zone. She's got good velocity inside, out. Cornelius is on deck. Stevenson, slight crouch, swung on, bloop down the right field side, giving chase is Lemon, but it will fall up against the screen. And the count goes to one ball, two strikes. Windsor with no walks on the game, three strikeouts, up near 60 pitches. 
One and two, two outs. Again, Windsor, three taps on the right hip and the pitch just off the outside corner. Two and two. Great pitch and a tough pitch to take, but Stevenson's battling up there, two-two. Stevenson does have three home runs on the year. Kelsey steps back in. Right-handed batter. Two and two. Pitch to the plate. Got her on a changeup. Swung on and missed. That is 11 in a row. The Lions have gone down 11 in a row. Three in a row this time. One, two, three in the inning. We head to the bottom of the sixth. It's one nothing Salisbury on UltimateSportsTalk.com. Well, don't look now, but a key inning, bottom of the sixth. Salisbury up one nothing, and their leading hitter comes to the plate in Abby Mace. Yeah, you're exactly right, Dave. If you're Cam McCool, you've got to work. You're going to go through the one, two, three hitters of Salisbury, the heart and soul of this lineup. You've got to keep it a one-run game as the Lions will bring to the plate Cornelius and the rest of the crew, three, four, five. Mace. In this ball game, has walked, cut down stealing, and fouled out to the catcher. So she is 0 for 1 in the ball game. But we've told you, 16 homers, 49 RBIs, a 454 batting average. And the first pitch of the inning is a strike. Abby Mace, one of the best in the country, named the top 25. She was an All-American last year. She is a tough out right here. One, two, three are all region players for Salisbury. And one, two, three are all juniors. The 0-1 outside. Mace went for the bunt, but pulled the bat back, and it's out low and outside. One and one to count. Mace. Kind of player you wouldn't expect to be the leadoff hitter, but they want to get her as many at bats as they can. One and one the count. And the pitch changeup hangs above the letters. Two and one. Mace with 59 hits, 16 home runs. That puts her at number two in the country. 49 RBIs. Steps in, right-handed batter. And the 2-1 swung on and fouled back to the screen. Count evens up 2-2. Two and two. Salisbury got here with an at-large bid. Lost to Christopher Newport, the number one team in the country in the conference finals. They are ranked fourth in the country. 2-2. Two and two. McCool into the wind. And the pitch change up fouled back. Boy, Mace did a nice job of keeping her hands back. Her body was clear out in front, but her hands stayed back and managed to get a piece of it back to the screen. Cool thought she had her. She was changing the eye level, changing the velocity right there. 2-2 count. Mace knows how to hit. 2-2. Two and two. 
into the wind, and the pitch swung on, popped up near left field. Going back is Cornelius, coming in is Lang, and Lang will call off Cornelius and has it for the first out of the inning. You've got to say, Kay McCool's done a nice job with Abby Mace today. She's only got on base one time and was thrown out running on Ivers. And that's a good job to get her to pop up to left field, one out in the bottom of the six. Windsor is struck out looking and walked, and she was also cut down trying to steal, so she is 0 for 1 in the ballgame. The pitcher steps into the right-handed batter's box with one away, and that pitch swung on and fouled straight back here towards me, but the screen got in the way. Otherwise, I would have made a gold glove award-winning play. Windsor can do it both, obviously showing what she can do in the circle. She can hit as well. She's an all-first-team all-region. She was first-team all-conference hitting 455. I notice you weren't very quick to agree. 0-1. <laughs> pitch, squared to bunt, pulled it back, though, and took it high. Windsor has really put the mount on their ear at the plate. She has given up just two hits so far in this ball game. one nothing Salisbury squares the butt out in front of the plate. They're going to let it roll, and she's going to beat it out. There was nothing the Lions could do on that play. No, not at all. It had a little backspin on it. She bunted it right out in front of home plate. McCool and Gabbert came in crashing. Ivers let it, let it come to her on a backspin, and with the speed of Windsor, she gets on. I would expect Windsor to try to either sacrifice or try to steal to get another run on the board for Salisbury. One out, up steps Paoli. Paoli, 0 for 2. Flied out the center twice. The second time, an outstanding play out in the center by Emily McDonald. And the pitch, swung on, fly ball, left field coming in is Lang. She's got it near the line, and there are two away, holding at first base is Windsor. That's a big out right there for McCool. She gets Paoli, first pitch, flied out to Allie Lang. Two outs in the inning. McCool trying to keep this a one-run game. I'm not so sure right here, Chris, you don't run if you're Lacey Lord. Try to get that because if the Lions would come up with a run, you've got Ludlam leading off the next inning. We'll see what Windsor does. She does have 20 stolen bases on the year. Windsor at first, pitch. I don't know where in Maryland that one was, but it evidently was not over the plate. Sure looked like it. 1-0 the count. Windsor did not show anything, but she's... Motion into her coach, give me the signs again. We'll see if she takes off from first on the pitch. The wind and the pitch, there she goes. Fly ball, shortstop. Coming over though is Fincham, cuts in front of Cornelius and has it for the third out of the inning. So here's your ball game. We head to the top of the seventh. The score, Salisbury one, the Mount nothing on ultimatesports.com. Well, it's going to be Stevenson, or excuse me, the middle of the order for the Lions, Cornelius, Gabbard, and Kemp. That's who you want up if you're the Lions, Macy Cornelius. Going to try to get things going here. The Lions are only down one, just looking for a base runner. 
got to credit the job of Cam McCool so far today. Only giving up four hits and one run on a team with 47 home runs, 27-0 on their home field. And the Lions are going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the number four team in the country right now. Yeah, coming in, we told you that Salisbury averaged six and a half runs a game coming into this one. And if the Lions lose this one nothing, that is a heartbreaker. Yeah, you're just looking for a base runner here as Windsor gets going out in the circle. Cornelius will lead things off for the Lions, just looking for one run here to tie this ball game up in the top of the seventh. There goes the throw down to second. Lions, three outs away from falling to Salisbury. The Gulls lead at one to nothing, and it will be Cornelius. She has struck out and grounded out to third. 0 for two. Lions need base runners. Windsor. Bends over, takes a hit of the rosin bag. Now steps on the mound. And the first pitch of the inning swung on and fouled out of play. Over the right side. 0-1 the count. Cornelius coming in, hitting 436, 61 hits, 12 doubles, three triples, 27 RBIs in her freshman campaign. 0-1. Wind kicking up again. That pitch swung on and lined over the head. And what a great catch by the second baseman, Galbraith, to go up and backhand that one in the air. I thought it was over her head. But there's one away on an outstanding play by Galbraith. That was a shot off of Cornelius' bat. I thought for sure that was a base hit. And the second baseman sticks her glove up, catches it, ice cream style, one out in the inning. That's a huge out for Salisbury. Rachel Gabbard over two. Steps up to the plate. One away. Swung on and missed. What a play by the second baseman, Galbraith. That was smoked off the bat of Cornelius. Rachel Gabbert steps in. 0-1 the count to the Lions' first baseman. That pitch, high and outside, changed speeds on her, 1-1. One one. Gabbert hitting 362, 47 hits, 11 doubles, three home runs, 41 RBIs, and leads this team. Looking for a base runner if you're the Lions. Sheets still warming up down the left field line for Salisbury. 1-1 one one the count, that pitch called strike. Got a battle if you're Rachel Gabbard. One-two count, one out, top of the seventh, one-nothing Salisbury. One and two. Into the line, the pitch, outside, gets by the catcher, Stockman, two and two. Told you the winner of this first game has a huge advantage going into tomorrow. This is not a best of three, or best of five series, it's a best of three. Wind blowing right in from right field. Two and two the count to Rachel. And the pitch swung on it, grounded a second. Galbraith has it on a couple of hops. And there are two away. Galbraith grounds out to the second baseman. There are now two outs. That will bring to the plate Casey Kemp. One out away for the Lions. Looking to find a base runner or one swing of the bat to tie this thing up. Kemp the DP. Has singled her first time, grounded a second. Two down, though, in the inning. That pitch swung on a grounder right back to the mound. Windsor throws the first, and that's your ball game. 
Salisbury wins it here this afternoon in game one by a final score of one to nothing and a heartbreaking defeat here this afternoon in this game, Chris, for the Lions to yeah. go down one nothing. Yeah, tough one to swallow, but you know you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with these guys and you gotta come back tomorrow with a little bit more energy and ready to go. You gotta win two tomorrow. But you got to credit Windsor to keep this offense with no runs and only two hits on the day. You have to credit the defense on both sides. It was an outstanding game. Salisbury gets the back-to-back -back doubles, gets the one run, and that's the lone run of the game as they take game one this afternoon. So your final score here this afternoon, Salisbury won. The Mount nothing. Salisbury takes a one-to-nothing lead in this best two out of three series. Tomorrow, game two, and that will be at 1 o'clock. We'll be on the air at 1240. We'll be back to wrap things up here from Salisbury right after these final timeouts. Mount St. Joseph Campus, it's the Roar Store. Located in the Harrington Center, the Roar Store is designed to meet the needs of our students, like when you need a textbook. Students can order books exclusively online that they can pick up at the Roar Store through our new eCampus site. eCampus includes two different shipping options online shipping to textbook delivery hub located in the Roar store or delivered to your off-campus residence. It's not just a bookstore, it's an everything store. The Roar store in the Harrington Center on the campus of Mount St. Joseph University. Life should be enjoyed, so get up and start. At Iron Sharpens Iron Personal Training, they develop a healthy relationship with you and provide a positive, encouraging environment to train. The staff at Iron Sharpens Iron will set up a personal training system that fits you and you alone. And your first session is free. Are you ready to have fun and get in shape? Iron Sharpens Iron serves the greater Cincinnati area. Check them out at isi-pt.com. That's isi-pt.com. Or call them today at 513-748-1538. Where are you headed? Where would you like to go? New Heights, right? That's why you're going to college in the first place. At Mount St. Joseph University, we integrate academic excellence, real-world experience, and individual attention so that you can go further than you ever thought possible. In fact, over 96% of our graduates over the past three years were employed or pursuing graduate studies within six months of graduation. Are you ready to climb higher? Begin your ascent at msj.edu. Well, Chris, kind of a good news, bad news scenario here this afternoon. The Lions fall one to nothing, but they have proven, at least to themselves and everybody else in the stands, that they could stick with the number four team in the country. Yeah, they went toe-to-toe -to -toe with these guys, and uh, it was just two hits that were the difference. It was two doubles. Salisbury scored the lone run of the game. Only six hits in the entire game, one run. Both pitchers were outstanding. Both defensively were outstanding. Salisbury gets the two extra hits, and it comes away with the one run. And you got to credit the Lions for going toe-to-toe -to -toe with the number four team in the country and credit Salisbury for finding a way to just get that one run. Windsor ends up winning the ball game. She is now 17-1 and on the season. Your final line score here this afternoon for Salisbury. One run on four hits. One error and three left on base. And for the mount, no runs on two hits, no errors, and they left two on base. And as a matter of fact, the last 14 in a row, Windsor retired for the mount here today. She was tough. She had four strikeouts. She did not have a walk today. 50 of her 65 pitches were strikes, and she only gave up two hits, no runs. And uh, she was a 
the real deal in the circle today for Salisbury. They get game one, but if you're the Lions, you got to bounce back and be ready to go for game two. Well, Salisbury now has won 54 in a row here at their home field. They are now 28-0 this season. They're 40-6 and overall this year, and the Lions fall to 34-11. They have won nine of their last 13, but they've got a heavy Big, big, big chore tomorrow to win two in a row against this team. Yeah, you're going to have to win two to advance, but credit Cam McCool. She gave up four hits, only one run, only two walks, two strikeouts, but she kept us in the game the entire time, and the senior was through 82 pitches. 50 of the 82 were strikes. Her defense made plays behind her, Cornelius, Ivers, McDonald, and uh, just credit this team for not shying away at the moment, and they know tonight they can play with this team and they'll be ready to go tomorrow. And I think tomorrow this is me talking, not you, but my guess is they'll go with McCool in the first game, and if they are, if they win that one, then they'll come back with Casey Kemp again. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what the lineup brings us tomorrow, see what Salisbury does as well. Both have two really good pitchers. We'll see tomorrow what the lineup holds. But for today, the Salisbury takes game one, and uh, just a tough one to swallow, but you got to get, get it out of your mind quick and be ready to go tomorrow. Salisbury has now won five of their last seven ball games as they win it here this afternoon by a final score of one to nothing. We'll be back to wrap things up from Maryland after this final timeout. Well, Chris, Lions now down one to nothing in this series, and we've been talking about it all afternoon long, that the winner of the first game has a huge advantage going into tomorrow. I mean, we've seen it happen before throughout the years in sports where a team that has won the first game of a two of three ends up coming back. It's not impossible. It's not improbable. But for the Lions, they've got to get their hitting shoes on tomorrow. Yeah, you got to find ways to get base runners. Obviously, we left Emily McDonald at third, but that was really the only true threat that we had all afternoon. And uh, against a team that's going to play good defense, have good pitching, you've got to find ways to find base runners to put that pressure on that defense. And uh, with only two hits on the day, we just never really put Windsor in an uncomfortable situation outside of that one time she got out of the jam and uh, credit our defense and our pitching as well only giving up one run but that one run was all that needed. Yeah some outstanding defensive plays here this afternoon by the Lions one by Cornelius and two by McDonald in the game. Yeah and then Ivers throwing out two base runners so just uh, they didn't shy away from the moment and that's the main thing to take from this game they, they were ready they were focused they made the plays we just didn't come up with the timely hits or timely times to get a base runner on, but uh, when you're going against up the number four team in the country, that's a tall task. But like I said, have a quick mindset, get something to eat, get back to the hotel, rest up, watch a little film, and then be ready to go tomorrow afternoon. Going to be a good one tomorrow, 1 o'clock game time. If the Lions win, we play at 3. If they lose, we come home. 
But still, it's been an outstanding year for the Lions. And again, not Chris's opinion, just mine. Expect to see McCool to go in the first game and Casey Kemp to go in game two. Chris, any final thoughts? Just like the way that they represented themselves today, they competed all the way to the end. Obviously, the results are not what you want, but uh, they competed. They showed they deserve to be in this moment, that they can compete with anybody in the country as they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the number four team in the country. one nothing is nothing to hold your head down about. You get up, you go watch film, you be ready to go tomorrow and give it everything you got. We'll see you tomorrow, Chris. Thanks. That's going to do it for us here today from Salisbury, Maryland, and we want to thank a lot of people, including uh, Cyrus Parnum for helping us out. Cyril, uh, Cyril, excuse me, Cyril Parnum is the Sports Information Director here at Salisbury University. Melanie Wagner, the Athletic Director of Mount St. Joseph, for stopping by in the third inning to talk to us here this afternoon. To Dr. Williams for granting us permission to broadcast Mount St. Joseph Athletics. Sports Information Director Blake Watson, who, by the way, is having a birthday today. So happy birthday going out to Blake Watson. The coaching staff on both teams, thanks to them, our producer Greg Mitchell. And tonight's sponsors, Barbarian Apparel, The Wishbone Tavern, Mount St. Joseph University, Iron Sharpens Iron, Dr. Libby Spies, LIT Wellness, Indeed and Indeed Flex, The Roar Store, and Official Investigators and Security Service. And also, our thanks to you for listening here this afternoon. For Chris Morris, I'm Dave Mitchell reminding you, once again, your final score here this afternoon. It was Mount St. Joseph losing game one of this two out of three series. Salisbury 1 and the Mount nothing. Until tomorrow at 1240 for a 1 o'clock first pitch. Have a good night, everybody.